party people, and welcome to Party Talk, Season 2. I'm officially revamping this podcast and rebranding it in a way. So on this podcast, I'm going to be talking about all things queer activism, politics, media, and more. So today, I do have a very, very special guest joining me later on in the episode, and you can expect some pretty amazing guests to come in the future episodes, and I cannot wait to share those interviews, discussions, and panels with you, so stay tuned. I'm so excited to be finally getting back into this podcast gig, because high school has been crazy these past few months, especially when it's completely virtual. So this season, you can definitely expect more fun interviews and content in general. Now, before I get started into the real content of today's episode, I'd like to officially introduce myself to any new listeners. So my name is Henry, and I am a high school junior with a passion for political advocacy and, well, um, making creative content. So I decided to start this podcast as a space to share my commentary, um, as well as get insight from younger generations and activists and leaders. So um, I started this podcast back in September as more of a school passion project, and I got so caught up in balancing my school life and podcast life, and I, I needed to take like a brief hiatus. So I'm happy to say that I'm officially back for a second season, and this is really excited, and I can't wait to share this journey with you all. So I wanted to talk about something really quick. The name of this podcast, uh, Party Talk. It's like a little confusing if you don't know the story behind it. So I was thinking of creating a political advocacy news show last summer, and I kept thinking of possible names, but I couldn't land on one. Um, finally, when I was at work, my coworker Susanna, shout out, um, she suggested the idea of naming it Party Talk, and I was like, that makes no sense. But then I thought about it and slept on it, and I was like, this makes perfect sense. It's like political parties, but it's also a talk show, so party talk, like, it makes sense. But, um, since I'm revamping this podcast to less about just general politics and more about queer advocacy and activism and politics in that regard, um, I guess it's not necessarily about political parties, but, um, maybe you feel like it's a party when you listen to this show, so that is, I guess, what you can take from it, um, I have no clue anymore how it relates to this, but I love the name, so I hope you do too. Party Talk will now be coming out every other Saturday on all podcast platforms uh, using the distributor Anchor, and you can also check out the website at anchor.fm slash partytalk, and it's going to be available on anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Um, Also, I'm really trying to build a following for this podcast because I want it to be as amazing as it can be. So I've created some social media accounts at Party Talk Podcast on Instagram and at Party Talk Pod on Twitter. So if you wouldn't mind giving us, or me, because I'm the one who runs it, a quick follow, that would be very, very much appreciated. Okay, enough of me babbling on about the podcast instead of actually getting into the juicy content that is today's episode. So from the title, 
you can probably guess that today's episode, uh, the season two premiere, is all about the Equality Act. Um, what is the Equality Act? So this is a little history about the Equality Act. The Equality Act is, well, I've said that, <laughs> that word about three times already, but you're going to hear it a lot more. The Equality Act is a bill in the United States Congress that, if passed, would amend the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to prohibit discrimination on the basis of sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity in so many different fields. Uh, employment, housing, public accommodations, education, federally funded programs, credit, jury service, and more. So, bills with similar goals and content have been proposed since the 1970s, but the modern version is the Equality Act, and it was first proposed in the 114th U.S. Congress. Now, back in 2019, in the 116th Congress, uh, two years ago, 2019 feels really recent, even though it was already two years ago, um, it passed in the House in a bipartisan vote, but it was never brought up in the Senate. And... uh, Trump suggested that even if it was brought up uh, in the Senate and if it passed, he would veto the bill. So ultimately, there was not too much hope for the bill um, until this year because we have new democratic control in the House, Senate, and executive branch of government. So this is really, really good news for the Equality Act, but it doesn't mean it's certain. So the act was introduced into this year's 117th Congress by Representative David Cicilline of Rhode Island, I hope I pronounced that right, um, in February of 2021, uh, and, and in the Senate by Jeff Merkley of Oregon, Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin, and Cory Booker of New Jersey on February 23rd, 2021. So with a Democratic majority in the House, the Equality Act was passed, uh, and it is officially on its journey of becoming a law in the Senate. So the bill S-393, now awaiting a Senate vote, is the ultimate destination for the Equality Act, and we are so close. But you might be asking me, Henry, why are you making a whole podcast about this if it's just gonna get passed and it will eventually do its job? Um, Why do we need an Equality Act? What would it even cover? Would it change anything? Would it even be effective? And that's where I'm coming in to answer some of your queries, pun intended. Um, (laughs) uh, If you got that, I will love you forever. Um, The Equality Act is first and foremost an extension of civil rights. Um, This is a quote I found from the Human Rights Campaign, the HRC. There are two areas of civil rights law that do not currently prohibit sex discrimination and are therefore not covered by the Supreme Court case, uh, Bostock versus Clinton County, which was the Supreme Court case that uh, ruled Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, um, that it prohibited employment discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity because it was related to sex discrimination. So, the two areas of civil rights law that don't prohibit sex discrimination are federally funded programs and public spaces and services. So, the Equality Act adds sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity into these sections of the Civil Rights Act. So, the law covering public spaces and services uh, is also sorely outdated, and the Equality Act updates that law to strengthen protections for everyone. Housing is one area in which this act would be of benefit. 
So the Equality Act would amend the Fair Housing Act uh, to explicitly prohibit housing discrimination against LGBTQIA plus folks. As a law, it would prohibit differential treatment in access to housing, pricing, services, insurance, and other fair housing rights. And trans individuals are systematically oppressed in housing historically, especially trans people of color. A 2015 survey from the National Center for Transgender Equality said that 30% of transgender people have experienced homelessness at some point in their lives, and between 2016 and 2019, the number of homeless transgender people in the U.S. increased 88%, according to the 2020 HUD point-in-time count. And to add on to that, we are currently in the coronavirus pandemic that has only exacerbated that issue. So this bill would provide legal protection for the queer folks to not be discriminated against in terms of housing, which I think is a big, big deal and a big component of why we need the Equality Act. Um, this is another thing. I was doing some research and I found that the Equality Act helps religious protections, which kind of surprised me, but also it makes sense when you hear about it. So it actually protects and advances religious liberty despite certain opponents of the act. Um, and I found a quote from the Center for American Progress, or the CAP, CAP. Um, people of faith would, in fact, receive new protections from discrimination. For example, protections from faith-based discrimination in more public accommodations, such as prohibiting the use of no Muslims allowed signs in retail stores. Meanwhile, religious organizations would retain all the same exemptions they have under civil rights laws, such as Title VII, as long as they don't discriminate. Um, so yeah, that's another bonus, not bonus, but it's, um, a benefit of the Equality Act is that it serves as religious protection. And one more important detail that I want to point out about the Equality Act is that uh, businesses open to the public, like restaurants and pharmacies, would face accountability if they discriminate against, mistreat, or refuse to serve LGBTQIA individuals. So back in March, the Senate Judiciary Committee held a hearing for the Equality Act and I am so lucky to have someone who testified joining me today on this podcast. So joining me will be Stella Keating, a 16-year-old high schooler from Washington. Um, and let's take a listen to what she had to say in her testimony. Our next witness is 16-year-old Stella Keating. I'm here before you today representing the hundreds of thousands of kids just like me who are supported and loved by their family, friends, and communities across the country. Now, I wanna share with you why the Equality Act is so important. Through Gender Cool, I've traveled across the country, both in person and more recently virtually, with 16 of my peers. We've been able to speak in front of thousands of people in the corporate world and millions more through the media. I'm so humbled by how some of the biggest companies on the planet are lifting up our voices and listening so that they can become places where all young people like me want to work. They recognize that we are the next gen workforce. They want to attract the best talent and they know that my generation is creating a country where everyone belongs. Less than half of the states in our country provide equal protection for me under the law. What happens if I want to attend a college in a state that doesn't protect me? Right now, I could be denied medical care or be evicted 
for simply being transgender in many states. How's that even right? How's that even American? What if I'm offered a dream job in a state where I can be discriminated against? Even if my employer is supportive, I still have to live somewhere. I have to eat in restaurants and I have to have a doctor. And why am I having to worry about all this at the age of 16? So that was just a little audio clip from the testimony via Zoom, courtesy of the Hill Media. Um, and I am so lucky to have Stella here today. So without further ado, here is the interview. So if you can just introduce yourself, your name, your pronouns, and where you're from. Yeah, uh, my name is Stella. I use she, her pronouns, and I am from Tacoma, Washington. Um, yeah. So can you just like um, talk a little bit about your experience? I know you've been into politics and activism since a really young age. Can you talk a little bit about your experiences with that? Yeah, so ever since I, so I really kind of threw myself into politics when I was around fourth grade. I had uh, testified before my school board and about creating more innovative programs in my elementary school. And then in around, I think sixth or seventh grade for me, I would, and what really told me like, this is what I want to do with my life is when my mom took me lobbying at my state capitol and I met all these senators and representatives. And I just, that's when I really realized like, oh, I found what I want to do. Like, this is okay. This is where I need to be. And so that's um, what I, how I got started in politics and what's really motivated that for me. And another big factor is the fact that I am transgender and I've had to fight for my own rights before. And that's another big reason why I'm super into politics because I want to protect my fellow brothers and sisters and everyone in between. And so, um, yeah. Amazing. Um, so I know you're part of the Gender Cool Project. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and what your mission is? Yeah, so the Gender Cool Project um, is started out as a storytelling campaign. And then after we officially launched it, became, uh, it turned into a movement. And it was so incredible to see that movement happen. And we started talking to our corporate partners and trying to create um, workplaces for the gen, the, um, for, the for the future gen workforce. Um, and that's kind of, that's what we've become. And it also, we also have just a super simple mission and that is to help re uh, replace uh, opinions with real positive experiences meeting transgender and non-binary youth who are thriving. And what we have learned and what we know is that when people have just one chance to meet us, their opinions completely change. And that's what's so incredible about Gender Cool. And you can find out more about Gender Cool at gendercool.org. So that's really cool. Um, I know you were a part of this Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on the Equality Act. Um, how did you end up getting that um, hearing position and what was it like? Was it nerve wracking? Yeah. So how I ended up getting to testify was because of gender cool actually. And this has been something that we've been working on for a really long time now. And, um, yeah, that's kind of about it. So gender cool, the founders are in, um, Chicago or they live just outside of Chicago. And so the, um, the, chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, um, Senator Chair Durbin, 
he's the representative, he's the Senate, uh, Senator for one of the senators for Illinois. And so he, re he has that connection with, um, the founder, Jen Gross Handler. And she, um, is, she basically was like, Stella is the perfect person for this. And that's really how I got started with how I was able to testify before the Senate. And it was really incredible, um, that just how quickly it happened. And it was amazing. And then the experience, like, it was so incredible because I've, like, I started with, um, like, when I, I was so nervous before I logged on and, like, just was, I felt insane. And I felt like, like, how I felt is that, like, the, I had to hold up, like, the world of the queer people. And, like, that's how I felt. And, and then I, you know, I just logged on and I, I felt, like, just so calm all of a sudden. And, I felt all the love that everyone was sending me, all the queer people and all the allies, all, like everyone in the LGBTQIA plus community. I just felt all their love. And it's it was just so incredible to feel that. And that feeling was just so amazing. That is amazing. And I can say you did an amazing job representing so many queer people. And your story is such a beautiful story too. Um, and so I just want to transition this into kind of a little more about queer politics in general. So over the past few months, we've seen like a lot of anti-transgender and queer legislator that's been brought up all over the country. Um, and so I know that Equality Act will serve as a nationwide set of guidelines for discrimination, but how do these legislations and kind of the Equality Act, uh, advancing the Equality Act, how do those correlate? So, I mean, flat out, currently, those bills are just, like, period illegal. Like, that's just period. And, of course, though, because they're state bills, it's different from federal bills. And um, and so what the Equality Act will do, and by passing the Equality Act, it makes them, like, more officially illegal. And, like, those, if those laws are passed, um, it won't actually like they won't be effective anymore and they just won't really be in existence I guess um it's kind of how I have understood it okay. and so that's what's so incredible about the Equality Act is and what that will do is like it's our big fix but we're my opinion is that we're not exactly moving fast enough and that you know I also get it takes a while and um but, you know, so that's kind of how, like, the Equality Act will prevent those bills to becoming, for becoming law. Amazing. Um, okay, so this is my last question. Um, okay. The Equality Act is in the Senate. What advice do you have to queer youth who are hoping to help get this bill passed or just anyone in general who wants to support this cause? Mm, that's a good question. I think just continuing to speaking up and speaking out is really important and like beyond social media too. And I think spreading the word about the Equality Act and sharing like what it is that will reach a lot more people. And then also like email and, and call and like send letters, do all the things to, you know, your, your representatives um, in the Senate um, your state representatives um, for the Senate, um, that will be really important and super crucial for passing the Equality Act. And 
if you know that one of your senators is in the Senate Judiciary Committee, because currently, I don't know if it's been passed in the Senate Judiciary Committee or not yet, but just email all of them because it's going to be so important. Like email, send letters, message, like all of them, all of your representatives in the Senate. That'll be what's really important. And that's what's going to really help is speaking up and speaking out because the most powerful tool that you have in your toolbox is going to be your voice. And that's what's in use it. Like you cannot overuse your voice. And so, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for this. I know it was really brief, but I really appreciate all of your answers yeah. and thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Stella, for being on this premiere episode of season two. And I just wanted to really thank you all for tuning in again. Um, I just have a few tangible action steps you can take to help the Equality Act get passed. Um, so the first thing you can do is call or email your sender, like Stella said, and tell them why we should pass the Equality Act. Uh, a link to do this will be posted on the Party Talk Twitter and Instagram, but you can also access it by going to tinyurl.com slash Equality Act. Um, another thing you can do is do some more online reading and educating and talking about it with your friends and family. Heck, you could even send them this podcast episode for them to learn pretty quickly. Um, and one more thing you can do is become a co-sponsor with the Human Rights Campaign. All you have to do is text co-sponsor to 472-472. So this brings me to the end of this episode's journey. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. I have really, really enjoyed listening to what Stella had to say and talking all about the Equality Act. Um, and I hope you did too. So remember, uh, you can always subscribe to Party Talk via your favorite podcast platform and stay safe and I will see you later, party people. Bye. Bye.